bless. I love a manicure. It I'm like, I'm no fucking, if I'm holding a microphone or holding a dick, it's got to look good. Welcome to It's Not Me, It's COVID with Courtney Allen. This podcast is all about dating during COVID. The single life, relationships, going on a socially distanced date, and so many more crazy stories. Strap in and feel the feels. Hope you like it, because here we go. What is up, everybody? Happy, what's the day? Well, I'm recording this right now on a Wednesday, but you'll be listening to it on a Thursday or whenever. So happy whatever day of the week it is that you will be listening to this. Um, I hope that everyone is having a good week. I have definitely, I've had an interesting past couple of weeks and I think it's just making me, I don't know, I'm kind of realizing more and more about the people that I surround myself with who truly are my pack or my good friends and who taking me for advantage and all that negative energy because I feel like there's just a lot of negativity right now and it's really hard not to let all of that get to us. It's really, it's really, really hard. And my sister, she sent me this awesome quote that I think, I don't know, it just really spoke to me. To protect your energy, it's okay to cancel an appointment. It's okay to not answer that call. It's okay to change your mind. It's okay to not want to be alone. It's okay to do nothing. It's okay to speak up. It's okay to let go. And I think that's been a huge theme in my life is to let go of all of that negative energy and all the negative people because there's just too much of that going on right now. We got to just take a deep breath in and be positive as much as we can. But if you can't be positive that day, that's okay. I've had plenty of days where I am literally sitting in my bed eating cookies and watching binging fucking whatever. So I'm so excited for you to hear this episode with Stacey Citron. She, oh my God. First off, I am so happy that our mutual friend, Sydney Angel, brought us together. This episode is fucking hilarious. She is amazing. Singer, songwriter. Oh my God. I like, I don't even want to say anything about it because you're just going to, huh. <laughs> I'm still laughing about it. And I listened to this episode or the interview how many times. So it's time. Let's get on to this. I am in the middle of watching Shit's Creek and trying to zone out. <laughs> like, please. Like, I had I had an unscheduled day yesterday, which was beautiful. Amazing. And then I had like calls in the morning. And then I was like, you know what? Instead of doing the mountain of work I have to do, I'm going to sit and do nothing. <laughs> Did you watch the Emmys? I didn't watch the I I cut cable out of my life like Fine. Good for you. a few years ago. Okay. I know. Yeah. But I cut cable out, but I literally subscribed to every right. like streaming service. Right. Um so I did, but I saw that they won everything. They won everything. They did a clean, they did a shit, a shit sweep. As they yeah. should, as they should. As Catherine they should. O'Hara, like my mother, we say that my mother is the original Moira Rose because she literally is. Like, she doesn't have the wigs, but she literally is. Moira and Rose. I'm like, this is the I'm David. Part. I am absolutely David. I say that to myself in my friend group. I'm like, I am David. This is me. <laughs> it's so I, good. I even, I was, I, I was doing his like characters inflections yesterday on like my last call of the day. I was like, but 
like, like I was being very animated with my hands and doing this. And I was like, who, who am I? Who, what am I trying to do? Stacy, tell the whole world who you fucking are, you queen. Like, Ooh. Yes. Who are you? What are you up to? Everything. I am, I mean, you know, kissing babies, saving lives. Uh, I am a songwriter and singer uh, from Los Angeles. Well, originally from Seattle. Um, And I'm currently releasing, it's dropping on October 22nd, literally everywhere you consume music. A single about a real bad date I had uh, during pandemic called Not That Deep. Um, and we have some more records that are coming out after that, but that's the first single I'm working on and, uh, really excited. We're, we're releasing October 22nd. So it's a real thing. What Uh, made you want to start your singing career? Like, I mean, you did musical theater when you were I did musical theater. Yeah. I, I started college when I was 16. Um, I was a... I feel like if I don't talk about this, my mother will be like, you forgot to mention this thing. Um, I was a two-time Kennedy Center American College Theater Festival, like, acting musical theater uh, nominee. Yes. Um, yes. Uh, and I just found people paid attention to me more when I sang, <laughs> ego-wise. Two, it truly was the only time that I ever felt, like, connected to something that was bigger than myself. Could, like, I can't explain it. Like, I think... To, to sound corny you know when people like do drugs and they get really high and they're super happy i'm like i've never it's never been my scene but like put a microphone in my hand and I and so that's where that. i get connected and um you know i uh it's it's been a really cool journey i, I didn't come to los angeles thinking that i would be the singer and performer that i am now i originally got started out in comedy um which you can kind of tell when you listen to Not That Deep. Um, but, uh, but yeah, I love, I love music. I love it so, so much. It's, it's, my favorite, it's my favorite art form, which is why I feel very lucky and blessed to uh, be working in it. <laughs> it's a drug. It is like the best drug that you can possibly. It is. Have. Like, can, I mean, can you think of like, think about key moments in your life. Like for me, I can always remember where I was when I heard TLC for the first time, when I heard Nirvana for the first time, because I grew up in Seattle, so I grew up in like the alt uh, indie scene. Um, And then I discovered R&B and I was like, what's this? (laughs) Little bit, let's talk a little bit about dating before COVID. How was your dating life? How was it? Were you on all the apps? What was your situation? What were you trying to find actually? I mean, listen, I'm always looking for love. Always. I mean, oh. I've never, I've never been in like a serious relationship where I have introduced a guy to friends and family and been like, this is a person I'm spending time with. Um, I'm a very private person. Uh, and I was on, I've been on all the apps. I've been on all of them before, co- before COVID though, like my schedule was insane. I was working like 80 hours a week. So I was up at four at the gym by five, home by like a few minutes after six. Yeah, I worked out five days a week. And then the minute lockdown happened, I was like, what's up, pizza and sweatpants? I've missed you. Oh my God. Um, for, yeah. Good for you. Frick. I know. I was like, who am I? Um, at the gym at five, home by like 6.15, out the door by seven, at the office by 7.45. And then I'd work until six or seven at night. 
come home and then be dead to the world and do it all over again. And then on the weekends, I was gigging around town, like singing at bars and restaurants and, um, it, I, I didn't have time. Like I didn't have time for a boyfriend or like even to date. Um, before my schedule got that hectic though, <laughs> like this was like six months before lockdown. Okay. I had come back or even more, like it was April of 2019. I had been dating a little bit. I was on hinge where literally I could have screamed into the void and nobody would have heard me. It was like, could not get arrested to save my life. I got, I had one date off of hinge that is so interesting. I, it was so, and the and I went on two dates with this guy who our first date was so great and he was like a man, like, mm-hmm. you know, he, which made me really like a little nervous because I'm used to dating dudes. So like a difference between a dude and a man. There's a like huge a, difference. There's a huge difference. And, and fellas, I mean that with all the love in the world because there's nothing more than I love than men. I love men so, so much. Um... Dudes are like, I don't know, whatever you want to do. And they're and, and, and in their defense, like sometimes dudes, they're trying to be. I did read this article though about guys trying to like pretend to be woke to like get women into bed. I heard this whole article about it and I was like, yeah, that has definitely worked on me. Um, but this guy worked at DC Comics, which he continually tried to tell me which was red flag number one because i'm like listen besides wonder woman you guys have a (laughs) stop talking that you work at dc comics i don't care what you do for your job as all i care about is that you're passionate about what you're doing you're able to take care of yourself because i don't want to be anyone's mom Uh -uh. except for children that i have um and like it makes you happy like that's all i care about it doesn't matter what you do and I'm like, first of all, it's DC Comics. You guys have a character named the Blue Beetle. So get the fuck out of here with that. Like, I'm like, come at me when you're like, I work where Iron Man is. Um, uh, but anyway, so we we went to this. We talked about old fashions because that's my favorite drink. And he's like, oh, I love old fashions too. So we went to this place off of Melrose that it has an old fashioned specific menu. Mm-hmm. And he was really sweet. We had a great first date. He was a really good kisser. He was like, like he, he did the perfect first date kiss where he like, he asked for consent in like a, in a, he like took his time. Like he gave me enough time to be like, I'm not interested in kissing you. Um, and I love that approach. I was like, wow, he's like legit. And then we were supposed to go on this really cool second date that ended up getting canceled because he had a friend's wedding or something and he said, oh, instead, why don't we go to this comedy show in Los Feliz? And at the time I was living in Santa Monica and he knew I worked for a comedy company at the time. And I said, you know, well, I, I don't really like going to see standup because that's what I do for work. So I, you know, I'm not interested. He's like, no, 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 it'll be great. It'll be great. Turns out it was a comedy show that not a fun date. It's a comedy show that he never misses. He goes with all of his coworkers and friends. So 10 minutes before I'm supposed to meet him. So mind you, I live on the other side of town. So I planned my whole day. This is the last date I went on. So this is like important, like backstory um, before COVID. Uh, and the date was so bad that I was like, that's it. I give up. I'm, I'm going to die alone. Um, it was so bad. It was so bad. He... 10 minutes before, so I've planned my whole day around staying on this side of town. And anyone that lives in LA, it's like, if you live on the west side and you're trying to go far, far east, it's like, you 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 strategize. So 
I am on my way to meet him and he goes, Hey, so change of plans. Instead of meeting me at my house and walk over, why don't we just meet, you can just meet us here. And I was like, us? Question mark. He's like, yeah, my best friend is from in from out of town. Spoiler alert, his best friend from Culver City. So I was like, oh, we're being creative now with the truth. Uh, he's like, yeah, my friend's going through like a, a rough time. I hope that's okay. And I'm like, I found out late. I, like I gave him shit for it later in the night. So it's not just his best friend. It's his best friend three of his coworkers and two other friends. I walk up, they all look at me like the flock of seagulls from Finding Nemo, like they're, and they're whispering and talking about me. And I'm like, oh, fuck me running. Okay. I walk up and being a gem of a human that I am, I'm like, hi guys, I'm Stacy. This isn't weird, right? All second dates are like this. Can't wait to get to know you. I'm like, want to know those like personal details, like your mother's maiden name and your ATM pin, like, let's get deep. Um, and they all laugh. They're like, and every, because every, like all the, and they're all dudes. They're all dudes. So I'm like, cool. I'm crashing guys night on a second date. Um, and then this asshole sits me in front of a pole. So I can't see the comics for the whole night because he wants to have the best seat. It's two and a half hours of misogynistic comedy and a lot of comics like filler wording, like fuck, bitch, all this stuff, which I, listen, I swear like a sailor, but if you're going to do a comedy set, you can't, that can't be your joke in my opinion. So he walks me to my car and I was like, Hey, we need to do over. This was really bad. <laughs> and he was like, what do you mean? Like the comics were really funny. And he got offended that I didn't think the comedy was funny. And I said, look, if I didn't like you, I would have left and we wouldn't be having this conversation. Yep. And he was like, well, why don't you just come back to my, I figured you'd come back to my apartment. I'm like, it's 11 o'clock. I've now had an 18 hour day. You don't deserve this version of me. I don't, des I don't deserve to like have late night first time sex with you in your apartment. And he was like, but I cleaned. So oh, 35 year old man. 35 year old man and I was like oh I'm sorry do you want a cookie for being an adult I didn't say that by the way I was like I get it I said I'm, I'm more than happy to come over and hang another time but right now I'm exhausted our time to hang out and connect was three hours ago um he's like I get it and I said and let's meet somewhere in the middle or closer to my side of town next time because now our both of our dates have happened closer to the east side they've happened closer to you they haven't been near me He's like, okay, okay. And we like made out a little bit in front of my car. And I was like, call me tomorrow and we'll figure out a plan. He's like, okay. And then it's crickets and I never hear anything. And then I get a short novel text message three days later that was obviously pre-written in notes and then sent all at once. Hey, Stacy, I think you're so wonderful and so amazing, but I didn't really feel a spark with us the other night. And oh like this whole God. thing about how it was like, there was no spark, there was no chemistry. And I'm like, yeah. No shit, there's no chemistry. I was looking at your back for three and a half hours listening to some, you know, skater boy talking about bitches be bitches. Like, I'm sorry, I'm not going to get hot and bothered. Like, That's literally like, not what you do on a second date. That is no, and then, I, and then I said, perhaps it is time that I retire from uh, this, this chapter. And then life got real busy and then COVID hit. And then I was like, well... I know there's a pandemic, but I ha I 
I hadn't been with anybody physically in a year by the time I had hooked up with someone at the beginning of the pandemic. Okay. It had been a year. It had been a year. And I was like, I just need physical touch. Uh, uh, uh. I was about to ask, how do you, how did, what were your first instincts when the pandemic happened? How were you feeling about all of it? Um, I mean, not good. Um, Valid, you know. And right, you know, uh, terrified. Um, it felt like living in history, right? Like it immediately and especially in the music business, everything stopped. Like in the, in, and I'm sure you can attest, like being in the theater community too, like the first thing that fully stopped was the arts community. The comedy company that I worked for, we shut down like March 14th or March 12th, something like that. And then we laid off 95% of the staff like a week later. And then, and we closed down one of our offices and it was like a whole thing. And, and I was working remotely and it was just, every day was just like this shit show of trauma. Like, you know, um, my favorite thing though, to come out of the pandemic was contactless delivery. Mm -hmm. I'm like, you know, and, and to be honest, like I'm, I'm so used to, like, I live on my own. Um, and because when I'm performing, I give my all, like, I really do love that alone time to recharge. So right. I was made for the pandemic. Like, I was like, ooh, you know what I don't love? I, I love canceling plans. Like, I was made. I was made for this. I and contact list, Domino's. Yeah, I'm like, ooh, like, Domino's delivery, no contact? Yes, please. Mm -hmm. At one point during the pandemic, Domino's was like, here's free pizza, because, girl. <laughs> thank you like thank you what a treat what a dream um but yeah it and and then it got like you know there's only so much netflix you can watch yeah um and i was like well even though i wasn't really feeling myself um like i had stopped going to the gym mm -hmm. and my body went into a full free fall of like stress and anxiety Absolutely. and i thought well I'm a late in life millennial. <laughs> Let me numb myself with social media. Um, because all of my studio sessions, I mean, literally overnight, I was booked to like sing on demos, sing on tracks, I, all these writing sessions and instantaneously it all got canceled. So when, you, when you're not an established artist and you, you don't have access to those kind of rooms or you don't, um, you know, you're trying to also be safe and, and, and record like I didn't have a way to like cut tracks and send them to people so I couldn't even work remotely um to the sound quality that you would get in a studio um so that was really frustrating um and so I found myself distracting myself with the dating apps because I thought well maybe this is this is the time that I meet someone because everybody is home now and I went maybe this will be a return to courtship <laughs> like welcome, welcome to courtship Brad you gotta woo me like you gotta write me letters you gotta engage my brain you gotta like like Jane Austen the shit out of me like I I uh and and that did not happen <laughs> that, it's so hard it's so hard like I I started the dating apps as soon as I got back just for shit yeah. I'm like you know what why not California New York very different men, I hope. I don't know. And like a game, 
a game as always sure. like, even with the social media i'm still having so much anxiety especially on fucking instagram i am deleting that app i think every other week off my phone thinking that it's gonna be okay when no it's just getting worse and worse yeah and don't watch the social experiment then did you watch that oh my god yeah yeah, oh, yeah. i was like oh fuck oh yeah no i'm fucked because i all my main fan base that's anyone that consumes music it's all through social media it's yes. all through those platforms it's all through those links like yes. people just want to click a million things so i'm like cool so i i sometimes have like i go through the ethical dilemma of like <laughs> okay so i need to like i love living in an apartment mm-hmm. yes. <laughs> love paying my bills um and how do i do that and also i love singing in front of people like that's what i miss the most like I lived for singing in the, yeah, singing in dive bars and like, there's nothing more than I loved where I would sing a song and people would be like, oh shit. Like that's, that's what I live for. And that got taken away overnight. Um, And so it's, you know, it's an interesting, it's an, I feel like this is an, is like the Groundhog's Day experiment that wouldn't end. Right. Mm -hmm. Like every, Every night I go to sleep and I wake up and I, and I think it's a normal day. And then I'm reminded that no, 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 it's a pandemic. Um, and it's so true. It's crazy. And I think it's because what I'm doing is I'm watching things that were filmed pre pandemic. So I'm watching like television shows and movies where life seems normal. And then I realize in the moment, Oh, this is normal. And then I'll go outside and like, go on a walk or go to the grocery store or like I've been able luckily to do studio sessions with my producer John he and I both get tested he and I both maintain distance so it's like someone's wearing a mat like I'm usually singing so I don't wear a mask right um but like thank god for that like otherwise not that deep wouldn't have happened I was like I have the song I have this idea and we mapped out a plan and now some of the more established things like that I was attached to are starting to pick up again it's trying to like get back on that train right. um and god bless the drive through covid test god bless. i know seriously seriously yeah. when did you feel comfortable getting back into that routine or even just seeing a few people in general um i don't know if it was comfortable it was more like my horniness got the better of me <laughs> well, yes. like it wasn't it was more like i know what this battery operated boyfriend is going to do um, and I'm afraid that I'm desensitizing myself uh, to a point where nothing that has a pulse will ever be able to satisfy me. Um, uh, yeah. Mm-hmm. And I also just missed, I missed that. Like, I realized that one of my love languages is physical touch and like. Uh, I realized that my same. Right. I, and I'm, a, I'm like a hugger by nature. I, love, oh, I miss hugs. I, I miss, miss a good hug. fucking hug. I haven't been like really hugged in a real long time and it is the worst. I'm like getting emotional right now. I know it's like it it truly is like it's I miss it so much. Um and even like when people would come up and like want to take pictures and stuff with me at shows, I'm like and they'd want to hug me. I'm like absolutely like I'm a hugger. Um and that's what's so sad about this time is you can't do that. So it was it wasn't I, horny Stacy and germaphobe Stacy were like, let's have a debate and let's, let's like have cue cards and everything. Like I, 
I was, I was on the apps and I matched with people that were also, you know, doing pandemic friendly things. Like even pro- before the pandemic, by the way, I would always FaceTime dates before I met with them in person. Smart. Cause I'm like, I'm going to get catfished. Like I have been on too many bad dates to know that I'm like, if I'm going to commit to going to a location, let's, let's real time video chat before we make that leap. Um, especially cause I'm so busy. I'm like, if I'm going to give you my time, let's qualify it first. Absolutely. Um, and so I highly recommend anybody doing that. The only app that allows you to do that, by the way, without giving someone your phone number is Bumble. Bumble is the only app that allows you to do video chatting through the app, which I think is brilliant. Interesting. Right? Yeah. Oh, by the way, I got kicked off of Bumble. Bumble years ago was like, we want you to be a brand ambassador. And I was like, sweet. Okay. Yeah. And then cut to pandemic where I turned down a guy who sent me a very lewd message when we matched. I was like, hey, like Chad, (laughs) we'll call him Chad. So on brand, Um, I was like, hey, Chad, like was something like, I I gave him like a, he talked about Dos Equis and I was like, are you the Dos Equis man? Cause I think you might be the most interesting man, like person alive, right? Like something cute and funny and whatever. And he texted me back something like wanting me to come over and do things that were like very pornographic. And I was like, what happened to hello? Um, so I said, Hey, I don't think you're my speed. Um, but like, wish you the best of luck. And he reported me, he reported me to Bumble and they banned, they, they, they banned me from Bumble and I fought them for three weeks. I was like, the fuck? here are the screenshots. Here's you offering me to be a Bumble ambassador. Like, the fuck and they're like we're so sorry this was a mistake did they do anything to him nope that's fucked that is fucked so i stopped using bumble because of that i was like no all right um and then i went on tinder i wasn't on hinge because like i was burned so badly from that comedy stand-up bar and face date that i was like hinge never again um and then it just, be- I, and I met with this guy on Tinder who I ended up writing not that deep about. And uh... I can't wait to hear this story. <laughs> I feel like everyone to hear this actually. It's really, I hope, and I hope people listen to it again and again and again, because I feel like it's a song that gets better the more you listen to it. There's like little Easter eggs that are hidden in there. Oh no, um, I listen to it at least like every other day. I'm not going to lie. Oh my God. God bless I really you. do. Cause it just gets me, I get, I get in the car. I'm like, Oh, God, Thank you. This. We're trying. We're, we're, t- <laughs> we're we're. I'm I'm in the process of like negotiating and trying to get that into like Peloton and Soul Cycle classes because I'm like yes. the idea of yes. like people like tapping back to like this song makes yes. me so happy. <laughs> that is so smart. Yes. Right. Um. Yeah. As I and. I mean, his name is Adam. Like, I'm not giving any information away. His name is his his name is literally saved as Adam Tinder on my phone. Um, Here we go. Uh, which is why that line in the song. So there's a line in the song where I say, "Your last name saved as Tinder on my phone," because um, it's true. <laughs> there is a whole I, my iPhone must think I have a lot of family and members with the last name of Bumble and Tinder because I literally have like. <laughs> but anyway, so I met this guy, and he seemed really cute like not usually my physical type but like there was something about a smile like that's I don't really have a type 
Um, I'm more like an energy-based person. Like I'm like, if I vibe off the energy, like once you're in your thirties, you're like, you know, I've, I know there are some girls that are like, I need a guy that's taller than me. And I'm like, listen, I also appreciate that aesthetic too. Like I'm five, 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 six on a good day. Um, but I will tell you the, uh, men that are my height or around there that aren't like your classically tall guys, probably some of the best I've ever had. Cause they're like, when you're, when you're laying down, does it matter? Does it matter? No, it doesn't. It doesn't. Hmm. And I'm like, how can you fault someone for something they have no control over? Like, I, you know, anyway, so Adam and I are, um, <laughs> uh, FaceTiming, we FaceTime three times. We have three FaceTime dates before we meet in person. And each date is like an hour, hour and a half. That's good. And yeah, and he's pretty cute and he's pretty sweet and like kind of shy and timid. And then this is like the first red flag that I didn't really think about. Like now that I'm playing it back, like it's like an Unsolved Mysteries episode. I'm like, ooh, like now we discover (laughs) the writing on the wall. Um, at the end of our third date, so he and I both, or at the end of our third FaceTime date, he and I had both gotten COVID tested that week. So we were planning, like we really planned this date. So our date was, he was going to come pick me up um, at my apartment and we were going to drive to the Mulholland overpass and we were going to watch a movie on my iPad in his car and he was going to make us a picnic. We were going to watch Ferris Bueller's Day Off and like watch the sunset over Mulholland, right? Very cute. It's very aesthetic. I'm like, oh my God, I'm going on a romantic comedy date. (laughs) Like that's Um, super cute. Yes. Super, super cute. But so the, the third FaceTime date at the end, towards the end of the date, he's like, so what's your body count? And I'm like, my body count. I was like, for like murder? (laughs) Like, Like a body count. The fuck are you talking about? And he's like, how many people have you been with? And I was like, this feels like a weird question to ask before meeting in person. And I was like, I don't know. I'm like, it's not that high. And he's like, well, if you have to like think about it. And I was like, I go, well, I just got tested at the doctor. Like, I don't have anything. Um, I said, I've, I've always, I'm, I'm very like, I said germaphobe. So I'm like, I always have protection. I, you know, um, and he's like, no, 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 no. He's like, I just want to know. And I'm like, why do you want to know how many people I've been with? Yeah. Um, so I thought that was really weird. And I gave him the number. I was like, I think it's around like 15 or 20. Like, ooh. Uh-huh. Um, and he's like, oh, that's cute. And I was like, well, how many oh. about how many do you have? And he was like, oh, I don't want to tell you now. I'm like, okay. Like, I'm like, I don't, I don't judge anybody by their past. I judge how they like grow and learn and and how they are in the present right right so he picks me up he's a half hour late so let's keep in mind it's covid so i'm cutting him all kinds of slack so normally i'm i am a stickler for punctuality i was raised in a household and raised as like a child actor like to be early is to be on time to be on time is to be late and to be late is unacceptable yep so i'm always 10 minutes early to everything um And so he calls me 15 minutes before he's supposed to be here. And he's like, hey, um, I'm so sorry. I'm running late. Can we make it 7.30 instead of 7? And I was like, sure, not a problem. Like, whatever. And listen, I'm a little more grande now during COVID than I was prior because I wasn't hitting that gym all the time. And I was like, hello, Domino's. (laughs) Hello, darkness, my old friend. (laughs) Like, I was just like, let's eat all the bread and cheese. Um, 
So I was wearing like some super stretchy high-waisted leggings and a super cute t-shirt. And I had like a hoodie and a purse. And I was like, oh, I just happened to be this cute, right? Like not over the top because he had seen me on FaceTime, but I was like, but COVID friendly. No, that's perfect. So he shows up and he is, I don't know if you remember that scene from Clueless when Cher Horowitz is like, I don't get guys today. They like look like they rolled out of bed. Yes, yes. And he lied to me about a lot of things. So he, he lied to me about his height. He was much shorter than me, which I was like, again, okay, I'm going to adjust. And maybe this will be a really fun story that I get to tell. Like, well, like tell our friends, like our first date, like, right. I'm like being positive. Right. He is in a t-shirt that is super wrinkled. Like he looked like he rolled out of bed. His jeans were way too tight. Like, you know, like imagine Jonah Hill from Superbad, but like if Jonah Hill from Superbad decided to fully give up on themselves. <laughs> yeah. Which that I was like disheveled as fuck. I, it was disheveled as fuck. And and I was like, okay, like pandemic. Pandemic, pandemic, pandemic. This is a rough time for everybody. Let's just, let's not judge a book by its cover. Let's, right? Uh, we had a connection via FaceTime. We'll definitely have a connection via in person. So then he opens the door for me and I'm like, oh my gosh, you open the door. For, like guys, if you want to get in with a girl, just open the door. Like it, men can literally in Los Angeles do the bare minimum and girls like, oh my God, he loves me. Um, he opens the door for me and he's a very fancy car and he opens the door for me. And I'm like, Oh, such a gentleman opening my car door. And he's like, well, I don't want you to see the scratch on the front bumper. It's like strike two. And I'm like, okay. And I could give a shit about the car. And then he starts talking to me about his car and he's like, yeah, like, you know, Audi out, you know, all he's talking about is his Audi. And I'm like, um, good for you. Like it's, yeah. oh, it's great for you that you have, uh, that, that you're putting your stock in this, but like, okay. So we start driving and it's like dead silence in the car. So keep in mind, I'm also like a worry wart. So I, whenever I go on a date, like three people know about it, right? Like it's my sister. Um, it was my, one of my really like best friend, like one of my best friends. And then my bot, my old boss at the time, I, he was like, what are you doing tonight? And I was like, oh, I'm, I, I said, I have this date. And he's like, oh my God, like text me when you like, tell me all about it. So my phone and my watch are like buzzing and blowing up. And he goes, do you need to get that? And I was like, oh, don't worry about it. It's just my friends, family and boss wondering if you've murdered me yet. Right. Which he, and I, I'm like, and he starts laughing, like breaks the tension. I was like, they're just wondering if you killed me. And he's like, oh no, I'm not gonna do that till the end of the night. Like what a waste. And I was like, oh, great. Like, so we're joking about murder and we're like, having a grand old time. And I said, oh, do you normally like for first dates, like do this? He made us a whole picnic. He made us a charcuterie board. He made us sandwiches. He brought wine. He brought beer. I know he put in all this effort and I go, oh, do you normally do this for, for dates? And he's like, no, it's COVID. I was like, okay. And he goes, I said, so what would you do in non-COVID times? Like I am, pu- it's pulling teeth trying to get him to talk to me while he's driving. Um, and he's like, well, we would go for drinks. And if it went well, 
we would probably go to dinner. He's like, but it's COVID. So like, I just made stuff. I'm like, cool, 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 cool. I'm like, okay. We get to the Mulholland overpass, but because he came late, we're only there for 10 minutes before the park gets shut down because it's COVID. So I said, look, you are jig is up. You already know where I live. Why don't we bring the food back to my apartment, you know, and we can watch the movie on my TV as opposed to on an iPad. And he's like, okay, only if you're comfortable. And I said, yeah, I appreciate you saying that. Like, yeah, let's go. So we did that. And we're at my house. The food was awful, by the way. Guy couldn't cook. But I was like, like how you fuck up a brie and apple sandwich is beyond me. But somehow he did. But I was a champ and ate it anyway. And I was like, thank you for making this. It's so good. Very nice of you. Yes. So fun fact about me. um, I am a lightweight. (laughs) (laughs) and I hadn't really eaten anything because the food was so bad. So I had had a good two glasses of wine prior to this, and I was like, am I gorgeous? Yes. Right? I'm like, I was feeling myself. I was like, I'm going to get it. I'm going to – I'm like, I'm a man in my apartment. I'm going to go for it. So I say – and I I can't even like – it brings me joy and embarrassment to retell this story, but I love it so much. I like look him dead in the eye and I go, I'm tired of you not kissing me. And without, yes, I know, I am aware. Like sober Stacy would have never said that. I take his wine glass without breaking eye contact, put it on my coffee table, put my, put my wine glass down. And then I like slowly go in to kiss him, right? Giving him time to be like, if he doesn't want to kiss me, he doesn't have to kiss me. He kisses me and it is so bad. It is like I'm doing some like 90s R&B slow jam and he's like Mambo number 5. Oh like my it's just god. Like, <laughs> it is a lizard tongue of just like like so finally like I coax him into the right position and as you might already tell, I'm a little bit of an alpha. I don't like to be an alpha in a dating situation. I truly don't. But what like, you got to, you got to. So we're making out and I'm like, and I'm like on top of him and we're making out and he's like, Hey, you know, I don't want you to get the wrong idea. Like I'm not looking for anything serious. And I was like, we met on Tinder. I am, this isn't like Christian mingle. Like I am aware. I know. (laughs) I am. And I said, I said, and this is where the song comes from where I was like, I go, I, I know. I was like, your last name is saved as Tinder on my phone. Like, it's not that deep. Don't worry about it. And then I say my second prize line of the night where I look at him and I was like, do you want me? And he's like, yeah. And he like immediately is like, yes. And I was like, then take me then. Oh my God. I know. And then, right? And then we start making, and he's like, and I was like, do you want to go into the bedroom? Do you, like, I'm asking for consent and clear communication, like sex I say this in the song, like when we were talking about this, like sex is a team sport that should always end in a tie. Everybody ties for first, everybody wins. Like it's not one person's experience over another's. And it became very clear to me very quickly that my experience to him did not count. <laughs> and we were, we were, we walked like, we like, like, like laughing and like making out and like walking back to my bedroom. And I'm like, do you want to have sex? Do you like, I'm like, do you want to do this? Do you want to do this? Do you want to do this? So he and I both like get dressed. 
undressed very quickly. And then he looks at me like a deer in the headlights. Like I'm on the bed and he's like, and I'm like, I, what? Dude, what is happening? And then this gets said to me, which we didn't put in the song because I was like, I think this crosses the line. So um, any of your listeners that have like baby ears, like mute this section or like skip ahead 15 seconds. Oh, this is unexplicit. It's fine. Mm-mm. Oh, fantastic. I so, I mean, this will even make your explicit sentences be like, I can't believe that got said to her. <gasps> so he gets undressed and I find out in real time that he has a micropenis. And again, sex is a team sport. And I'm like, listen, he's probably working with something else and we're going to, we're going to have fun and it doesn't matter. Right. Like I'm not going to make this an issue. Right. I'm here for a good time. A long time. Right. Like, I'm like, let's just, I'm, I'm like, this is the first sexual experience I'm having in my new apartment. Like, let's, let's, let's get it done. Uh He then says to me, (laughs) and I quote, I'm going to need a blowy or a handy to get hard. It's a 35-year-old man saying to me, I'm just going to say this again in case your listeners spit out their coffee or dropped their phones in astonishment and horror because in real time that happened on my face because he said very like straightforward, I'm going to need a blowy or a handy to get hard. I'm holding onto the desk right now. I can't. I cannot. I I don't dignify that with a response because I'm like I don't I don't um, respond to anything that ends with a vowel. Absolutely not. Um. So I like try to like so we start get going, and I said, "Do you want to have sex?" He's like, "Yes." I said, "Do you have a condom?" He said, "Yes." So I'm like, clearly you like. If you, you brought a condom, you like you knew, like you knew what you were yeah. like, I'm like, so stop. Yeah. I'm like, stop with this. Well, stop it. So I try to like help him like get things started. And I'm like trying to get him to like touch me. He yanks his hand away. Yeah. And I'm like, cool. So you don't want to touch me. You don't want to do anything to me. Like it became very, and then he finally gets, gets, lands the, lands the, 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 the boat. I mean, what's smaller than a boat? I'm like, I'm trying to be really mean. That's mean. He lands the boat. He lands the little, the little, um, dinghy, whatever. The dinghy, <laughs> the buoy, the buoy, the buoy. Oh, the buoy. He lands the buoy and it lasts, I want to say 15 seconds. He gives me three good thrusts, makes a comment about my vagina in real time. That's like a compliment about like how much he likes it. But he's breathing like he's about to have a heart attack and he's a big boy. He's a big boy. So he's like, oh my God, oh my God, oh my God. And then, so he's like, oh my God, oh my God. And then he goes, man, you're, and then he says something that I, I don't want to repeat and then collapses on top of me. And I'm looking up at my ceiling going, this was the first sex I had in my apartment, in my new apartment. Um, How did we get here? No. This yeah. I was like, okay. And he rolls off of me and he's like, oh my God, you're so good. Oh my God, that was amazing. And he's like breathing, vi- like he cannot catch his breath. And I'm like, are you okay? Do you want me to get you some water? I was like, right. are you going to die? Um, and... 
and he like catches his breath. He goes to the bathroom. He comes back. And I was like, let's try that again. And he like look of horror on his face. He's like, what? And I was like, yeah, let's do this again. Like right now I have another condom. Do you have another condom? I was like, let's try this again. Cause you got to have a good time. It's my turn now. Mm-hmm. And he can't, he can't do it. He can't, he can't like Anything? perform again. Can't perform again. Refuses to do it. And I was like, well, why don't we, I was like, you want to use one of my toys on me? And I'm trying to like categorically go, which toy is not going to emasculate him? Right. 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 Like, what toy do I have that won't be like such a bummer? Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. I'm still trying to be super nice. I'm like, okay, so we can't use this one because that will just make him want to kill himself. Let's like, let's find one that's like a fun playtime for all. Yes. He says to me, no, I'm good. And I go, I must have had that face. I was like, my eyebrows must have meet, met my hairline because he was like very conciliatory. He was like, I'm so sorry. He's like, yeah, yeah, sure, sure, sure. And he starts to use it, but like is not into it. And, I, and he's like, why don't you show me how you use it? And I was like, okay, well, you better touch me or kiss me because if you're just going to sit here and watch me, I can do this on my own. I don't need you here. And I said it just like that. I was like, I have been nice long enough. I've been understanding long enough. I, I should have won an Oscar for the orgasm that I faked. Like the sounds I was making, and fake an orgasm, but like the, the, the positive sex sounds I was making as you thrust it in me three times. Like, no, 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 team sport. So he, he, he like <laughs> then starts to touch my upper half and you know in 40-year-old virgin when Steve Carell's character is like, you know when you touch a boob and it's like a bag of sand? <laughs> like, this guy is touching my body like a bop it. Like, like bop it, twist it, spin it. Ah! Like, he can't. What is happening? I'm like, you're in a room with a naked me. You should be so excited. Yeah. You, should be, you should be like, I won the lotto and a unicorn and the cure for cancer, all the things. Like, I mean, not cancer, but you know what I mean? But he, and it was like, I had the weakest, the weakest orgasm of my life. And I was like, oh, thank, like, cause I was so built up and I had all this like tension. Right. It was so bad. So then he leaves and he's like, thank you so much. I had a great night. And, and he's like, I'll text you when I get home. I was like, okay. I was like, great. I was like, thanks. Had a great time too. By the way, like he left all the food in my fridge and wine and beer. So I literally had snacks for a week. It was great. Um, and four days later, I'm in the studio and I'm talking to my producer and I'm like, I had this really bad Tinder date. And he's like, let's talk about it. So we start talking about it. And then I get a text message from this guy that's like, again, a short novel. Like, Stacy, I just want to thank you so much for letting me into your, for trusting me and letting me into your apartment bedroom, dot, 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 and beyond. And he put beyond in all caps. So I was like, cool. You've now referred to my lady bits as the beyond section in a bed, bath, and beyond apartment. Like, what am I, a slap chop? And then he says, but things progressed with you too quickly to the point where I don't feel comfortable ever seeing you again. And my response was, the fuck? <laughs> like, so we're slut shaming me 
and we're ignoring the fact that you were bad in bed. And I'm like, we're ignoring the fact that I asked for consent. We're ignoring the fact that we had clear communication every step of the way. So I didn't want to be, I mean, and he's a music, he's a, he's an artist manager. So I was like, I don't want to be at a Grammy party or a music event or whatever, like running into this clown. Like, so I took a screenshot of it and I sent him a text and I was like, Hey, just to clarify. Yeah. I don't think we should ever hook up again, but just to agree, it was mutually fast that like, I didn't make you do anything you didn't want to do. And he's like, Oh yeah, absolutely. Like totally, totally mutual. I'm like, then, then let's be real clear. Like I was like, okay, great. Fine, dude. Like screenshot save done. Like, I, it was, and, and I haven't uh, been on a date since then because I um, am mortified, terrified, and like exhausted. <laughs> so then I channeled it into a song um, uh, oh, my mouth about, is, I think about bad sex. Drop, like the whole time you've been telling the story. That is so, I think I've noticed like even with myself and when they think like something's moving too fast, I think once you bring out a toy or fiber, anything, some guys will think like they get very terrified of that because I mean, we fucking need a vibrator when we need it. It's very different than a man. It's very, very different. And if we're not trying to like demasculine. No, he, I asked him if he wanted to go down on me. He said, no, he didn't want to like touch me. He basically right. didn't want to put his hands inside me. So I'm like, okay, we've exhausted all of the options where you're the primary. <laughs> like, and you're in your fucking house. It's your I'm house. Like, yeah, it's my house. And I'm like, you've already had your orgasm. It's time for mine. Like, we've already taken care of you. And and it was so, and here's the thing, like, and and I don't know, and I feel bad for guys because I feel like our generation of men were brought up on Pornhub where like, spoiler alert, porn never ends well for the woman. No. It's never, it's never like, <laughs> Amy Schumer has this great thing of like, this great joke about like, porn never ends with like, them both coming at the same time and him like looking over at her bedside table being like, oh, you're reading that Nicholas Sparks book too? Like, it's never, it's, it's in porn, it's always like, always bad for the woman. It's always very, it's like 90% of the time super violent against women. It's awful. It's, it's awful. And so like, I definitely hold space and can empathize with men that grew up with that thinking that that's what sex was because they were left to their own devices and the internet and like nothing good can come from that. But like, I, I would love to see a new breed of like millennial men and men in my age group that are like, want to change that narrative and make it into like you you will be talked about in in circles of friends whether you were good or whether you were bad and if you had the choice like even if you're bad in bed like I have spoken very sensitively about men that I've been with that were not great in bed but cared about my experience right like that changes the whole narrative so like I you know I think, I think this, there's a real opportunity for men to step up, like to differentiate themselves from the dudes because dudes do not care. And, and, and listen, and I say this, there are women that are also not great in bed. Like there, there's a whole group of women. Like I had to unlearn that sex, like I had to unlearn the narrative that I was taught of like, oh, I'm just here to witness your experience. My pleasure doesn't matter. Like, 
And it took like a specific partner to help me out of that narrative. And he is so, and like, I, he was so great. And, and had he wanted to be in a relationship, I would totally be dating him. But he was like, nope, I'm, and he was very like clear and open and honest. He's like, nope, I just, I like casual stuff. I'm not, I'm, I'm, I'm just date. I don't, you know, um, do the monogamy thing. And he and I are still like really good friends. Um, but it was, it was like my experiences with him where he was like, let's take care of you. Like, and I will tell you that shaped future encounters, right? Where I was like, oh, this is the new standard. This is the new bar. Um, and it should be. And I think like, instead of guys, you know, there's this, there's something that's happening where feminism is really being turned into a dirty word. And everybody really should be a feminist because it's just about equality for all people who identify as human. <laughs> like, truly, like, oh, you're human, me too. We're equal, right? Yeah. Like, and that's color, the race, sexual orientation, um, uh, gender identity, uh, 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 like different, like differently abledness, like all, all, all the, all the ways, if you have a heartbeat and you're human, like we're all human, there's more that brings us together than divides us. So I think this is a great opportunity for men to be like, Hey, maybe I should stop watching porn where women are getting choked and getting like facials and be like, I wonder what women want. I wonder what would happen if I like had a conversation with my partner, had clear communication while we were having sex, which can be very awkward, especially if it's like a hookup, right? But like, you can't um, automatically, like I, I had a Tinder date. This was like a couple years before the pandemic. I had a Tinder date that was great. And he and I like had a great time. And in my car, we were making out. And then all of a sudden he started to put his hands around my throat. Mm and do like a choking thing because that's what he was into and I was like what are you doing and he's like I want to do this and I was like cool you need to ask like you need to ask you can't just assume that like you putting your hands around my throat without my invitation is a thing you can do like especially this is our first time like having fun um Communication so I think is key. Communication is fucking key. key. Everything, everything, especially during a pandemic right now. Like I, you guys both got tested, which is really nice and completely honesty, but uh-huh. communication, it's not that hard. And it's so hard for not all, but a lot of men, they don't know how to communicate. No. And that's become really clear in the pandemic where it's like, yes. they can't rely on um, you know, and that was clear with the state I had where it was like, he, he, I could tell right away. He would normally like take a girl to a very fancy bar, a very fancy restaurant. He let his money like take over. Take over. Yeah. And this just proves my point where I'm like, money ain't got anything to do with it. Like, um, yeah, I don't want to be paying your bills, but like, I have been with men that are very wealthy. I have been with men that are like scraping by like with 20 bucks to spare. So I'm not looking, I'm not going to judge a guy by the car he drives. I'm not going to judge a guy by the place he takes me to. Like I, you know, our date even was like an economically friendly date. Like it yeah. wasn't, it, it's, it's experience. Like I think 
I, and, and it's hard because and I know we were talking about this before we started recording, but like social media has also made it super, super hard. Like I don't give out my last name, um, until a few dates because, so I don't give out my Instagram. I don't give out, you know, my, my Instagram is like a business public account, mm-hmm. but like I've had too many experiences with dates that did not go well, where I get like angrily texted or stalked or whatever. And it's like, I don't want you knowing my name. Um, and I think what's really interesting is that like guys on the dating apps are like, I'm never here. Check me on Insta yep. or like yep. it, they have to see your social media handles before they'll go out with you. And I'm like, I don't want a pen pal. I don't, my social media is, I mean, you can find like parts of the real me in my stories, but for the most part, anything that makes the grid is a song, is a business promotion, is a nonprofit that I'm helping. It's all like Stacey Citron, the singer. It's not like Stacey Citron, like the girl who's just like trying to find love in a hopeless place. Right. It's, you know, it's, it's not about that. So you're not going to get the real me based off of like, Instagram and I have a, and I have a little bit of a following. And if you're judging me on that, like gross, <laughs> gross. it's gross. Especially because social media, like even as a business or anyone, you put the good parts about you. It's a facade. Oh, and it's real. I don't filter. really show the days that like I'm depressed and in my bed eating my ice cream and just, oh, no. Now. like, no, you're not going to see that. You're not going to, you're not going to see me in my, in my, um, pink Floyd t-shirt and my, my gray sweatpants that are like threadbare and my bun like to the side in a face mask, eating deep dish pizza, crying about how I wish I had a partner. Like you're going to see me in a red t-shirt, like looking scant, like at the camera being like, uh, like face on, like, like I have a full face on and I have a fabulous photographer named Sydney who got me at the right angle, like without all my chins. Like I know we love photographer that she's an angel. My God. Photography literally is. She literally is an angel from up above. Um, she is, but But like, yeah, I mean, you're, you're not going to see, who I really am like and that's and that's the really shitty thing like it's people are so used to like being their filtered selves Mm -hmm. and not being authentic to who they are because we're so scared because everything is supposed to look so perfect on on Instagram and social media and not be real and I think the pandemic is forcing us to all be real Mm -hmm. right like Yep, I'm that's what it's all about. <laughs> it's true. It's so, so true. Dude, I honestly feel like this whole interview has just been so much. It's been so informative and like just so, and like like I said even before like really starting this, you are you're slaying the fact that you have made it's true. Like even when Sydney was telling me about you, I was like, I need to meet this woman. She seems amazing. She is killing her game. She's really just she's working. You were working and the fact that you made this date into a badass song, <laughs> like just really ripping your heart out and just putting it on, it's going to be, uh, I just, I'm so excited for people to hear this song and I can't wait. To, also, I just can't wait to be like real friends with you. Oh yeah. <laughs> so excited. It's just. That's uh, so sweet. 
I, from your mouth to the universe's ears, like I, that's, that means a lot. Cause there are definitely times where I, even though I'm really insanely busy and I feel really, really lucky, like I'm also trying to like treasure this time where I can kind of like enjoy my friends and my privacy a little bit more. Yes. And which sounds such a douchey thing to say. Like, as I say it, I'm like, oh, no, it's, it's, so it's so not. But, but, but like, it's, I, and, and I think it says something about women in entertainment and women in this country and globally too, where it's like, I, I was filled with so much joy with this song. And there were so many passes that we took at it where like we wrote it super fast. And then, um, you know, I said to my producer, I was like, I have to say, like, I'm really, there's a part of me that's a little afraid because it's so empowering, empowering. And the backlash, like, I, I, I love men. Like, I don't want to be labeled a man hater. And like, I had a, I had this guy, <laughs> I had a friend of mine during the pandemic who was like, I've always thought you were attractive. Like I took up with you. And I was like, oh, this is news to me. I was like, great. I thought you only dated skinny bitches. This is great. Um, and then he came over and was like, I can't, you're too, I can't, like, I was like, you're such a tease. Like, this is, it was, it was such a waste of my time. But I played him the song because we were working on something because I said, hey, look, let's just be friends. Let's take this off the table. And he, he was listening to it. And then he like started to do, he, it made him so uncomfortable. The song made him so uncomfortable that he was like, I'm going to get coffee. And I was like, no, 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 no. You're going to sit and listen to this thing I created or I don't have to play it for you. And then at the end, he's going to kill me for saying this, but I'm not going to tell you his name. So it's fine. Um, he was at the end of the song. He said, he laughed. He's like, it's really funny. He goes, but whoever you wrote that, you know, whoever you wrote that song about, they're going to kill themselves. Like you like fucking destroyed that guy. And I just thought, that's what you got out of it. Like I, I only reference the size of his penis in one line, well, two lines, like one line where I'm like making fun of it. And then the bridge where I explain that it's not about the size of his dick. Like it's about all the other things that happened during the course of events is what I will call it that happened in my boudoir. Um, that was like real bad, real, real. And, and it could have been, listen, I could have written a song called Not That Deep and it could have been like about the best casual sex I, I you know, yeah. it happened to be about like something that was so bad. <laughs> Do you and I, think like from that experience that you'll want to try it a date again or like just chill in right now, maybe? I mean, <laughs> I love that. I love you're like me. I love that your shoulders like went up and you're like, maybe, possibly, like, uh. um, but, uh, I think, uh, yes, I mean, I'm totally open. Um, and I would, and, and even as busy as I am, like, I think to myself, like, I go back and forth. Like, there's a part of me that thinks, it would be really nice to have a partner to share all of this with, to like have someone that has my, my back. Like I want someone that's like a teammate. I want someone that's like, has my back, that understands me, 
um, and roots for me, right? And vice versa. Like, that's what I want to be for someone else. And then I think, I don't have time for that. <laughs> I don't have the, I can't be the, the girlfriend and partner that I want to be. Like, but if I'm being really honest, like, I would make the time. Like, I make the time for my friends. I make the time for my family. Um, and anyone that I bring into my life, and I've, I've felt this way for a very long time, is like, you know, for a relationship, I'm looking for someone that's in addition to, not in lieu of, mm-hmm. right? Like, you want, you know, ideally, I want, I want a divine mate. I don't want a soulmate. I want a divine mate. I want some, like, divine, every level kind of connection partner, mm-hmm. right? And, and um, you know, I'm open to it. So it, it, uh, there's not, it's been what, we're now in almost October. So May, May, like, I feel like I, I hooked up with, I hooked up with him like first week of May. Okay. So it's been a hot minute. Um, and luckily I've just been so busy and like put my head down and doing my work. Um, but I'm definitely like, I told you, I was like, I just downloaded, uh, one of those apps again. And I'm like, well, we'll see. Here we go. I mean, well, I went on J Swipe and it was like a lot of business people that I know. And then like a lot of dudes named Moshe. And I was like, Ugh, okay, I can't. I was like, I can't hang. <laughs> but I love J Swipe. J Swipe is a hidden gem, one, gem. Like I set one of my friends on it that's not Jewish and she's like just drowning in offers. There are and, some very, very handsome Jewish men. I mean, I love, love me an NJB. Yep. And, and, my favorite part about that app is when you say yes on someone, you get like a smiley star of David. And when you say no, it's like a sad star of David. Aww. And then when you match, it's either one of the following, a spinning dreidel with a gimel, a smashing of the glass. I'm just for the emojis alone. I'm there. Um, or like raising stick figures in the chairs. Oh, I love that. I, I'm, yeah. I love that. I I feel like I could talk to you for like hours. I know <laughs> hours and hours. So this means like we have we have to do something. We definitely have to do something. Please, like please. tell everyone what social media like. Oh yes, um, yes. <laughs> I mean, my LinkedIn is pretty defunct. Um, I don't but I'm have LinkedIn. I'm. I'm I mean, I for know. yeah. So so. Not That Deep drops October 22nd. Um, we're going to have <laughs> snaps for that. Yeah. Um, they can follow me on, I'm on Twitter. I'm on Instagram. Instagram is like where I'm the most, like where I post everything. Um, and it's just Stacy Citron. There's no E in my name. So S-T-A-C-Y-C-I-T-R-O-N spelled like the vodka. Um, and I'm on Facebook. I'm on, I'm on all the things. I'm on all the social media things. Um, but you can catch videos of me on YouTube. You can go to stacycitron.com, but truthfully, um, I'm on Spotify, Apple music, wherever you consume music. Um, but you can, pardon me. I just had a coffee burp. Um, you can go to my Instagram and get all the information there. That's where I usually post stuff. And we're going to be posting, um, pre-save links soon but October 22nd not that deep like play it for everybody you know literally literally put it play it in your car play it when you're going on a run like fucking just play it is written as like a workout bop right like I was like I want I was like I want bitches in soul cycle like tapping it back (laughs) it's a bop it's a freaking bop (laughs) thank you
I told you. <laughs> ah, oh, Stacy, she's really good at storytelling, let me tell you. I hope you enjoyed that episode because every time I listen to it, I enjoy it even more. And when her song comes out, you all better fucking listen to it. It is so good. It is a jam. A freaking, freaking jam. If you like this episode, subscribe, like, share. I'm on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, Anchor, all that good shit. And until next time on It's Not Me, It's COVID, I'll see you later.